Hello and welcome back to season two of Cinema Q. I am J. Robert Oppenheimer. And I'm Barbie. <laughs> We're so glad you're here. <laughs> Guys, it's us. Did you did you think I was Margot Robbie? Stop. Did you think I was Killian Murphy? Let's Literally, go. Literally stop. Hey, what's up? Um, we took a long enough break this summer that we are now calling this season two of Cinema Q. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of had a crazy summer. So we wanted to share a little bit about that with you guys. Little updates on our lives. Uh, we we're doing film related stuff. So yes. And yeah. then uh, we're going to jump into the Barbenheimer, obviously, mm. reviews um, in the next episode. But we'll do our scoring here. So if you have not seen Barbie and you have not seen Oppenheimer, this is your episode. We'll tell you why you should or shouldn't. And then we'll also just share a little about our summer. Yeah, absolutely. And a little bit of the changes that we're going to be doing with season two coming up for Cinema Q here. So yeah, like costume changes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and setup changes. We were like, mm. we just want to sit on a couch today. Mm-hmm. No. India's like, I don't want to move from this spot. Can you set up the cameras around Correct. me? And Correct. then proceeded to get up and doll herself up for Barbie. Oh. I always look like this. <laughs> Who are? What are you kidding? Anyway, I never look like this. There's a coffee stain on your headband. That's, so yes. Yeah, uh, in my hat doesn't makeup. fit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is us attempting to uh, fit the part because I love me some Killian Murphy, and we're just playing into the stereotypes that Oppenheimer is a man's movie and Barbie's a girl's movie, I guess. Because I offered to dress up as Barbie or Ken. It's true. Um, but India wouldn't allow it, so we saved you guys from that. And with that. Here's our intro music. Okay, ready? Welcome to CinemaQ, where we chat all things film and faith through our lens of storytellers and as a creative married duo. I'm Ian McHugh, filmmaker, actor, and writer with over 10 years in the industry. And I'm India, photographer and actress. Together we discuss the art of filmmaking and review what we're watching, all to discover what should go next in your CinemaQ. Let's do it. Let's go. Babe, hello. Hello. <laughs> um, okay, so we need to tell the people about our summer. We do. Because we've been gone. We've been gone for a while, and we haven't posted, I think, an episode since like May or June. Probably. Like early June. Yeah, we took a couple months off. Uh, so what's been going on? Yeah, everything. So yeah. I feel like I feel like our everything, lives... Everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> Listen, I think people think our lives are busier than they are, but then we look back on our lives and go, how did we make that How the heck did we do all of that? So I don't know. Because sometimes people are like, I can't keep track of you. You're everywhere. And I'm like, no, you just live in Ohio. So there's not a lot going on here. So when you see someone leave, you're like, what's happening? (laughs) Whoa. But also legitimately, we do have a lot going on. Gosh, yeah. We took a road trip down to texas to leave on a cruise to go to mexico yes and then first cruise my first cruise his yeah, second third, or third third yeah uh so big cool. road trip it was um, cool i i decided i'm not like a cruise girly wearing that outfit you could be though. but it was fun it's just like we only got to be on land like in mexico for yeah. like less than 12 hours total so you're kind of thinking about going again to mexico to actually be able to truly experience it yeah so i think that's my thing is like I, I like the idea of like the first mm-hmm. cruise was cool, but like, I'm like, if I travel, I think I want to be in the country a little longer mm-hmm. to like get to know it. But what do you guys think? Yeah. Let us know in the comments. <clears throat> and then McCruise, by the, the way, it was called the McCruise. <laughs> we just have to always, you know, pun off of our last name. <laughs> and then we had about a week. Um, once we got back, road tripped back. It was a total of nine days with 
traveling with seven people in one SUV. That was wild. Three of them being under the age of 10. Um, Super fun. But then about a week after I got back, I headed up to Canada. Yes. Um, And so drove there. That was a 12-hour one on a fishing trip for another total of like nine days. Yeah. Also, by the way, everyone I've told that you went to a fishing trip in Canada, they're like, he like likes that. I'm I like, love yeah. like, we had a cabin right on the lake we had a private dock area they're like, they're like nine the days fishing that's yeah. so long yeah, we like, fished for like seven of them and ate fish every night played cards it was a blast went with my uncle my dad and my brother so this man from in his suit on a coast, boat north north and south canada and mexico yeah and while you were gone i did a whole mudroom makeover so i don't think that i'm like talented at home renovations <laughs> But I like to get my like hands dirty with home projects. So when he was gone, I was like, I could work or I could tear up the whole house and like invest like a hundred bucks into a brand new project. And it turned out so cool. Like not going to lie. It's actually awesome. It's really great. It was like the messiest room in the house. It's kind of a catch all. And yeah. she surprised me with that. And it was such a pleasant surprise because now that room is one of my favorites. Yeah, it looks cool. And so when he was gone, I did a home project. You can watch my TikToks to... See how that turned out. I want to do YouTube you auditioned videos a lot too, too to show stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then you came back and then we were both here for like a hot second. And then I went to Charleston, South Carolina mm-hmm. with my siblings for a photography like workshop thing. And then we just made it like a beach week. It was yeah. super fun. And I spent three days kind of fixing up our camper van. Yes. And took that <laughs> camping. We both are more productive when the other one is gone. Yes, we're like, I have to absolutely. impress them when they come home. Yeah. Uh, and took that camping on a family camping trip. It's just kind of here in Ohio, but I have some film project, film projects in film the part. middle of that. And so I didn't get to go nearly as long as I like kind of wanted to. I was kind of back and forth, but uh, camper van's up and running now. And his name is Huck, Huckleberry. But Also on our TikTok and Instagram, you can see mm-hmm. Huck. We love Huck. We love Huck. And he's trying to get rid of Huck, but we love Huck. Listen, this man, okay. <laughs> the van's almost as old as me, so it's, it's in its 30s. It's so old. It's like 31, 32 years it's old. It's 30 and on the dot. the whole thing cost like three grand. And then you had to put like three grand into it with the transmission. New transmission, new map sensors, new a little bit of everything. So but, it's yeah. like a lot of an investment for a very cute little camper. Hey, we stayed in it and it worked. It did. Now I just got to fix the radiator some something. But yeah, so that's kind of a lot of still adventure some. And we're like, hey, if that wasn't enough. Last week, we <laughs> were in um, Corridon. I almost oh, forgot. I honestly forgot about Corridon, this. Corridon, Indiana. My goodness. Well, I was going to talk about. Okay, go ahead. To, okay. Uh, this and then we'll move on. We were in Corridon, Indiana because last year I was in a film called I Can, which... Drum roll. We have a release date for theatrical release, baby. September 22nd. Theaters. My face in a theater for like five seconds in the movie. But a couple lines. Five good seconds. And I do have lines. So I'm a principal actress. And you actually, you'll see both of our names in the credits. I got to help out with some camera work, but you get to see her pretty face. So go watch it for that. My party face. I'm excited because, yeah, I've never been in a movie in theaters. We left Mohican and Huck and got to Corden and filmed until 2 a.m. on the same day. And that's a four-hour drive. Less than two weeks ago. Yeah. So we like did the camping, drove an hour home, drove four and a half hours to court and got to our place that we were staying at, which was just awesome. Like a, it's basically first capital productions produced. I can, and they're producing this limited series. We were a part of last week mm-hmm. and it's because called it's a grief church, share. 
grief share. Yes, because it's a, a church doing it. A lot of people are, are very keen on helping and being hospitable. So someone from the church let us have her home. Shout out to Linda. Shout Unfortunately, to Linda. she was traveling and stuff with her daughter. So we actually didn't even see her. She but was just like, here's so our cool. house. Yeah, it's like <laughs> we just go to some random address and she's like, come on in to you know, make it here's home. There's a garage door opener. And That's awesome. Yeah, so she's super sweet. It's actually, we stayed with her during I Can and now grief share. Yes. This one, um, India kind of helped behind the camera with BT. Yes, she got a small role in this one, but I actually got to play a lead. And we are surrounded by some of the most incredible talents. Ian was a lead, a lead character in this star-studded cast. Yeah. Are you kidding me? We we had an oh, such an amazing group of people. He did amazing. And yeah, it's a four-episode miniseries, and I just I I love it. Uh, it's one of the biggest roles I've gotten to play. And it was just really fun to be elevated by that kind of talent around me as mm-hmm. well. I'll so. have to we'll have to post on our McHugh's Instagram some of the BTS because he also got fake tattoos for the role. Double sleeves. It baby. was awesome. I not gonna lie, he looked so hot. <laughs> if I and didn't, I never <laughs> have ever been like looking at someone with a ton of tattoos and going like wow that makes them hotter like sometimes like like david beckham or whatever sure like you look cool of course you went with david I don't know. soccer i don't know but like usually i've never been like attracted to guys with tattoos like y'all she would she not stop amazing. complimenting me y'all yeah. we totally were like if i wasn't going into acting hard. at this point i would have just gotten double sleeves because she was like that into me you looked so, real cute yeah so some residue of some of them left on my arms and uh i might yeah. have to go it's buy a funny. bunch of fake There's ones like to to put on throughout the next couple months so she continues to like hover at my arms it was cute he looked really good and you impressed me a lot because there was okay i think it's also important to say this was not a sag project it had a lot of really amazing SAG talent, but it wasn't part of the union. Um, we support you guys on strike. We support the writers. We also love the craft and creating. So yeah, it's it's a tough balance. Yeah. So I think that's important to say that we weren't like breaching the strike or anything. So a lot of actors... A, it's a ministry tool. Yeah. came together to do it because it wasn't going to violate anything and we all wanted to create something. So yeah. it was awesome. But these actors are really, really incredible. Some of them have been on Lifetime shows or movies. from Canada and yeah, from all over. People came in from around different states. Really amazing, like big names with huge... Like, like recognition as the lead characters and Ian is up there with these people acting just as well like you know keeping up the pace with the scenes and the emotion it was a proud wifey it was so fun it was so fun I can't amazing. wait for you to see it so India's is coming out in September we'll find out some more about the release dates of my miniseries this fall yes and my miniseries this Mom miniseries I'm in and yeah so we've been keeping up with like the film stuff yeah so it's been a busy year and then I have weddings obviously I'm doing wedding photography and you're coming up on a three-month stretch where you're going to have one to two to eight weddings every weekend for like 12 weeks straight <laughs> so we'll try to keep up on these cinema cues we try to film them during the week yeah and uh try to edit those and turn them around uh and we'll hopefully be a little more consistent with season two trying to get them out on the right date and time but our upload speeds are Duh. all over the place Crazy. and just completely un unpredictable so yeah that was our summer so far yeah. it's august when we're recording and yeah and that's what i was about to say is if we didn't think that was crazy enough india's like hey what if i maybe plan another trip to mexico and let's go to maine yeah and we were excited for maine because that's coming up uh kind of september early weeks. october and it's just gonna be like us away in acadia national forest in a beautiful mm-hmm. cabin just like creating reading being 
being artists, right? And and so it's going to be just a beautiful time to write and to make stuff and or not make stuff, kind of whatever we want. And we kind of need that after all of this crazy, awesome adventure. Um, We road tripped out to California, February to March. You went to the Carolinas. You touched both oceans this year. We've been everywhere this year. This is cool. And I don't know. I feel like we're just kind of in that zone of like, do like just do it we want memories right yeah i don't know like we are definitely like budgeters and we're creatives and we both work for ourselves so we have to like balance that Mm -hmm. but we also get the flexibility to go do this if we do plan it right and i'm also such a big proponent of like just you don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow or next year like take the trip invest in it be wise but also like go Mm -hmm. like i've never regretted you can always make more money you can always make money. Right. And I don't know. I just think there's so many people who get stuck in the like, oh, well, I have to do this and I have to save for that and I can't take out this and be, I, well, I got to do that. And I'm like, oh, like, we're going with no go. air conditioning, right? <laughs> yeah. We're going with no air conditioning in our house right now to save a couple pennies to be able to put that towards the next trip, yeah. you know? Like, make sacrifices. We're just pretending that it's Europe. So, if I'm sweaty on this and you can actually, like, see me, yeah, we're pretending it's Europe. We're so, European, so, yeah, yeah. And so, that's that's kind of our year where I got some film projects coming up, some cool shoots. You got some photo stuff. Yeah. Got the podcast picking back up. And speaking of season two, we are going to change it up a little bit. And so, uh, we don't really just want it to be a podcast about what you should or shouldn't watch, even though it is called Cinema Q. Hmm. We're going to also talk about things that we, we dialogue about with films in general about kind of more topical things of actors and genres and things like that. And so let us know if there's any topical pieces of, you know, film discussion that you want us to talk about on this, but season two, we'll have a little more of that sprinkled in instead of just reviewing a single movie or TV yeah. series. We're going to also just be talking all things film. Yeah. Cause I, I think we want people to be able to watch these regardless of if you've seen the movie we're talking about and not feel like, Oh, I haven't seen that. So I'll just save it for later. Mm-hmm. Like that's boring. Yeah. And also like we kind of like we just walked through, we have crazy lives and right. apparently y'all want to know about them. So you guys keep asking questions. <laughs> so I think we want to sprinkle in some more episodes kind of like this, where we just like talk about what we've been up to, what we're doing, our thoughts and feelings on the world. Yeah. Cause there's like so many stories in each one of those trips. You have a story mm-hmm. from Canada. I have a story from almost drowning in Mexico and then, oh, yeah. Being and in then Charleston you have ones in and Carolina and then I have some at Mohican. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, if you guys want more of those adventure travel stories, we'd love to like add some of those in there and let you know a little bit up. more about us. So what about us? Okay. Yeah. So today that is, yeah, the topic we got to get to now. Today's kernel episode is on. Do you have a guess? I mean, we already told you. <laughs> Barbenheimer. Which is the cultural social media coined term for the double weekend release of Barbie and Oppenheimer, mm-hmm. two polar opposite films <laughs> by two polar opposite directors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but both meaningful, both have social commentary, and we want to chat about them. As everyone is right now. Everyone's talking about And so, yeah, we're going to just state our opinions about this. It doesn't mean that they're true, right, or wrong, or whatever. But we just kind of wanted to share our thoughts. And so bear with us. And we want it to be a discussion. So if we're off on some point, like, with grace, approach us in the comments with that. And let's talk. Be like, bye. Well, this is just our Oh Yeah, for sure. But I'm just saying, like, overall, on our reviews of if we hate it or like it, just don't come after us with that. It's It's our opinion. opinion. We're allowed 
to have an opinion on some stuff about what we did or did not like because both of us are well educated in film and I think have uh, you know a voice to add to the conversation. Yeah, uh, we're not trying to say that this is the end all be all of all of it. Um, no, and it's we're the right. Truth. Our but, opinions uh, are true. Yeah. Nice yawn, babe. Um, yeah, this is just our part of the conversation, and we hope that you will respect that and uh, challenge us or agree with us. But that's what we're about to do. Um, yeah. And the full episode coming up. But in the meantime, with this little kernel. Kernel. Uh, is it scoring? Scoring time? I think so. Did first, you I want to give, give like a little pitch. A little pitch. <laughs> little pitch. <laughs> I can't get the explicit on our podcast. Um, so, Barbenheimer situation. Yeah. What did it mean culturally? Okay. I just think it's interesting because I have a background in marketing and I spend a lot of time on social media, but I think it's interesting that like for the past few years since COVID theaters have been shut down. Right. And then they started coming back and certain movies were doing theater only premieres. Like Mm -hmm. I think black widow was supposed to do theater only. And then at the last second, they also premiered on Disney plus there was drama. That was the whole thing with Scarlett Johansson and yes. lawsuits because she was guaranteed certain amounts from, yeah. And then theaters, thousands of theaters around the world and around the U.S. have been closing because not enough people have been going to see movies in the theater as they were intended to be seen, which is really sad because like movie theaters are a part of the community and I think they bring everyone together. I can get on my soapbox later about art bringing everyone together, yeah. but... <laughs> and people are just starting to watch them on smaller and smaller screens and they're meant for the big screen with the surround sound. Yes, yes. And it's it's also just like the individuality of streaming and headphones and like I could go into all that later, but like we don't have very many things that brings us together as a community and COVID showed us that when we're not coming together, people suffer. Like that's obvious. Um, So that's why I'm like such a big like fan of live theater, live music movie screenings like anything that gets everyone together like yeah it's cheaper to watch it at home and wait for the dvd but like the communal aspect it's the same with like church like in covid there was a lot of debate like should christians go to church should they not i don't have a solid answer for that but we all do know when people come together to worship jesus it's different than if you're worshiping on your screen at home watching a, a live stream it's just different so all that said, uh, I think, I don't know if it was planned. I don't know if the producers at Warner Brothers and the producers at the Oppenheimer film were like, let's the do Oppenheimer. this. I don't know. Ooh. Who produced it? I, I also know. still think it should be called Oppenarby. Oppenarby. Instead of Barbenheimer. It's, eh, I like Barbenheimer. No, I just wanted to be different. Um, okay, on. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think the producers were like, let's release these two movies on the same weekend. Same day. Same day. But because they did, and then the public got wind of it, and then social media got wind of it, I think this is one of those moments where culture and social media made it more than it was. And because of that, the numbers are like skyrocketing. Mm -hmm. I do think Barbie would have gotten the same hype because of the cast and because of the like wider audience reach. But all Christopher Nolan movies do well. Like, I mean, he's respected as one of the best of all time. And so people are going to go watch it. But yeah, making that hype and that almost like uh, it was an event. Yeah, it was almost the, thing. the battle of the two and and everyone's talking about it. And yeah. And like we got emails like I got an email from Marcus Theater that was like book two tickets for Barbenheimer. You know, here's how you can get mm-hmm. your food in the middle. Like 
people like theaters were advertising it as an event. So I think that was unique because I don't think we've seen something in the last four years, like since mm-hmm. pre COVID that brought this rush of people into the theater yeah. again. So for that, and, and Killian Murphy grateful. even talked about it like that. He's like, look, I'm excited that, you know, they're coming out on the same day and he's like, I love movies. So, uh, like the thought of going to a movie theater and being there all day watching great films because they're both going to be like well-respected films in their own right. And he's like, I'm excited for that. I'm going to go and just, you know, spend half a day at a movie theater. He's like, that sounds great. So go kill you. Yeah. I just think that's interesting because I don't think we've had a lot of historic moments like that where it's like, let's do something to get everyone back on board. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I think it's a unique thing to be like a millennial and watch like little blips of history of like, oh, we had this pandemic and the arts were not doing well and people were closing down theaters. So in response, let's dual release two very interesting, very different films. So. I don't know. Just kind of like unique little culture yeah. moment. Yeah. Yeah. As far as the actual films, babe, mm-hmm. what were, okay. Also, I want to spill some tea on Ian. Oh boy. Please don't. We didn't see them opening weekend. I should preface because yeah. we were on set, but the following week we saw them on two separate days. Yeah. A Sunday and a Tuesday. Yes. So a couple days apart from and each other. We did see Barbie first. Yep. I don't know if we were in full agreement on that. I was excited to see Barbie first. <laughs> I was excited to see both. Like, I really wanted to understand what all this cultural hype was about these films. Um, yeah, I mean, I was I was fine with it. I, I didn't have a preference, but you were like, Barbie, Well, Barbie. we watched Barbie, and this man fell asleep three times. Yeah, probably three times. Not on purpose. We She got like a nine o'clock showing, and... Was it nine o'clock? Yeah, I think so. Because you almost did the 10, remember? That's but then, true. and I, I was just coming off of. This man fell asleep all, three times. Wait, wasn't it the day? We got we, back the day before. The day, like the day before we got back from this yeah, six day like, shoot where I'm pulling 16 hour days on yeah. set, acting in a lead as a lead in a series. And That's less than 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. Less than 24 hours after we get back. Um, Watch it. She books a nine o'clock showing and yeah. So I fell asleep a couple times. Didn't mean to. I just thought it was funny that between a 90 minute pink, almost comedy musical, you fell asleep thrice. And during a three hour talking dramedy. Dramedy. Drama. Drama. We, you like, we're like wide awake. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) yeah. But anyway, that's our, our experience. We didn't get to dress up or anything either, which is kind of boozy, but. And I do want to say this, that both of us agreed that we both want to watch both films again. And so like, we might not be as qualified as we should be doing this podcast, but we got to get this out there while the topic's hot. Seriously. Um, But we do want to watch them again and we want to give both of them another chance to like, because I think both have a lot of things that you can catch and like dig into and really start to understand as you give it more and more time. Because as we've sat on both stories longer and longer, we come up like, yeah, absolutely. So we do want to see them again. I will not sleep the second time I watch it. I kind of promise. But yeah, you'll have to go to our next episode. We dive fully in to hear our full thoughts because we will spoil on that episode. So don't listen to that one unless you've seen them. Mm -hmm. But for now, we'll give our scores. Okay. And a little prereq because we both... Pre- pre- what? Prerequisite. Okay. We both like didn't love either film as much as we wanted. Yeah, I wanted to love both. So we'll just... We'll too. put that out there right now. Um, It's kind of like didn't love, didn't hate. Some of the... One of them I leaned a little more towards yeah. liking than the other. I guess that's my point with bringing up the whole social media... Yeah weekend event i think when there's so much hype around something, i think man. if i saw it opening weekend i would have felt better 
I would have felt mm-hmm. more positive about it. And I'm wondering if that's part of this like large reaction. Everyone's like, I love it. I'm like, I saw it like a wee and a half later in a sleepy theater with like, you know, Gonzo mm. next to me chewing popcorn. Gonzo. <laughs> Some Sorry, guy. Gonzo, you were fine. Some like single man was like watching Barbie by himself. I'm like, you go, You go, buddy. dude. You go. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like the hype. I was so excited for both expecting them to just completely be the newest best thing ever and i was just like eh, it wasn't they yeah were, they were good but like yeah so that's yeah. kind of where we're landing all right so the we're scores. gonna make up our scores on the spot i don't even remember what the four categories were so let's we'll do let's do acting okay acting and barbie go it was a unique style right and so i think margot robbie did really well like i enjoyed watching her performance um we know you did i think oh, stop she's, she's like one of my faves she's cute but i just didn't think there was a lot of space for a lot of depth it was more so commentary on stuff instead of acting like we we talk about this a little bit about like the show and tell we can get into that more but i don't think there was a lot of opportunity for anyone other than margot robbie to act because they were all just plastic totally which is acting in itself but it wasn't as entertaining of acting as i've seen in other things and one of my qualms which i'll get into in the next one they had like they kept advertising like Unique actors like Dua Lipa. She had like one and a half lines. And like John Cena popped up. She just up pops up and goes, hi, Barbie. And I was like, that's her acting role. And she's like listed higher on IMDb than any of the other actors. Yeah. yeah. And, and so upset. acting, I'll give it a four out of 10. I would say for the genre and the role, I mean, like you fell asleep during Ken's big song, but I know there was a reason for um, that. I would say like, you know, six out of 10 on acting. Like they did the part for the part, but they did, but the story didn't the, allow yeah, for, I was going to say the script didn't allow for much either. Yeah. Um, okay. So acting now for Oppenheimer. Let's do that. Okay, yeah. Oppenheimer acting. And so I think you're going to give it lower, but I am going to give it, I don't want to take away a line. We usually don't talk about this much before we get on here, but you did say like there wasn't like a lot of crying or like emotional, like it was a bigness. subtle acting kind of thing. And so I'm going to, I think they did. Burn. Like I love Killian Murphy. I think yeah. Robert Downey Jr.'s character was wonderful, but like there were so many characters and it was so fast that I was having trouble. Like, are they acting or who are they? I've and what's never their been name good with those movies where you're like, what, yeah. what are and they so talking about? I'm going to give them a 7.2 out of 10. I was going to say eight. 0.5 out of 10 i should probably go higher i'll because go 8.2 it was subtle acting there were loads of scenes mm-hmm. loads of cuts and the complexities of the mind that they were dealing with but it, yeah it showed it all internally instead of outwardly on the character so i'll give it an 8.4 okay i think yeah they did amazing for their characters and their roles mm-hmm. but there wasn't ever a moment where i was like wow this makes me excited for acting there was a moment where i was like this mm-hmm. makes me excited for film and Absolutely, that I'd was the difference. Is like the, yeah. the cut, the style. It was so but unique, and I was like, I'm excited about film, yeah. but I wasn't like, wow, like someone's yeah. like sobbing or screaming, and they're doing it so beautifully. It's like, okay, a lot of like I'm standing and thinking, and it's like, or all right. is that kind of the new thing? Because like, I guess every scene and every character seemed natural in a way that like humans exist like they would talk it about very that. much seemed natural. and i was like wow or maybe this is like the best acting i've ever seen because i don't think they're acting because it is very human true i never and so there's a part acting. of it like that because yeah yeah i don't know yeah, i don't know good but, but nothing like ah! <laughs> i still don't think it required a lot from them 
besides just like yeah it was mostly like an internal battle that was represented with visuals like i know that people say subtle acting is stronger like that's Mm -hmm. the strength of a performer but at the same time if you're having a bad day and you're called to set and they're like all right stand there and look at a chalkboard you can fake that versus if you're having a bad day and they're like stand there and Mm -hmm. cry on cue and then throw this thing you know yeah and some people really struggle with subtle acting so maybe they were better than me yeah good I think better than Barbie's acting. Great, great casting on Oppenheimer yeah. too. Every character felt and normal. you guys probably all know this, but like they, uh, Christopher Nolan, like cast everyone, but didn't tell anyone what parts they got until they showed up to set, and everyone That's just crazy. trusted him that, like, yeah, he'll he'll deliver. Um. Okay. What's next? Family friendly. Barbie. I would say yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say like a. Eight out of ten, yeah. probably. There was nothing sexual. There was nothing. Like the really sets were cute, visually entertaining. Yeah. yeah, you'll have to have a conversation about like feminism, but I think that's a good, healthy conversation. Yeah, just like visually. I mean, besides a lot of abs from <laughs> Ken's. Might see too many abs. Yeah. Uh. That, yeah, I said that's family friendly. It's fine. Oppenheimer. It's Oppenheimer. I mean, I don't think your kids are gonna enjoy it because it's too high of a concept usually. Well, there's and a big buzz. There's. Yeah. Go ahead. There's a big buzz, and again, cause this podcast is really for bridging the gap from ultra conservative, probably Christian folks who are like, let's only watch veggie tales to the folks who watch anything and everything with no maybe lens or moral mm-hmm. compass. Um, there was a huge buzz in the Christian world. I, I'm going to call this out. I am on a Facebook page. It's about Christian filmmakers or something. <coughs> and it's, I forget the name of it, but it's like Christian filmmaking. And someone commented in there, don't see Barbie unless you want overt feminism and uh, something, leftist something ideals. leftist. Yeah, whatever. And then in like, like the thread, everyone's like, yeah, yeah, we won't see Barbie. We won't see Barbie. And then like the next day he posts, don't see Oppenheimer unless you want full nudity and blah, blah, blah. For Jesus would never. <laughs> and I was like, this is so intriguing yeah. to me because we, like we talk about all the time on here, you have to, separate the art and the reason the art exists from mm. one curse word or one yeah. pair of Florence's be- like <laughs> boobs. <laughs> Florence Pugh's <laughs> boobs. But like, it's just like sometimes nudity is part of the human body and sometimes language is part of the human experience. So yeah. and, while you need a filter, you also, you know. Yeah. So go go at it with up. a filter. Be be smart about it. Be if you mature. struggle with something, don't <laughs> lean into that. But like even our pastor at church, Joel, shout out to you, man. Uh, it talks about like the ability to go in and experience art with nuance, right? And not take all of your ideals and just be like, oh, they said a swear word and I don't cuss, so I'm going to completely cancel everything about this. There's still beautiful art around from that. And you have to be able to kind of take that out, set it aside and try to experience the rest of it. Exactly. And I was also going to say about the nudity in Oppenheimer, it was so small and... Her boobs were small? (laughs) I don't know. I was... I I closed my eyes. Ian, like a good man, was like, no. (laughs) But no... The here's what I'm saying. The buildup from the Christian community online was like, boo, nudity, terrible. And I'm like, okay, I'm expecting it to be this like huge, you know, sexual scene or something massive. And it happened two times for not that much screen time. And it's a three hour film. So it's like, 
here's the amount of time that that was an issue. Yeah. Here's the amount of screen time we have to work with. So if you can just put that off to the side and just skip through that part, like then enjoy the rest of the film. Yeah. Because it's cool. I don't know. I just don't like when people skip out on good cinema because they're like, this one thing. Yeah. So pray about it. Move on. Yeah. And so family friendly, I'd say like no. a two. Yeah. Like a two four. out of ten. Once your kids start getting into like history classes, high school, maybe, you know, have some conversations with them and fast forward through some yeah. parts. But it's definitely not like a visual heavy movie. Um, mm -mm. And I thought it was going to be more explosions. Yeah. And, <laughs> All right. And so we'll do cinematography. Oppenheimer. We'll start with Oppenheimer this time. Eight out of ten. I'd say oh, I wish I got to see it on the full like 70 mil IMAX, whatever. Um also, he doesn't use a lot of CGI. Did he use any CGI? Uh, he, he just at, at all costs, he just really tries not to use his practicals as much as he can. And so like even the explosion, which is a ton of dynamite. Really? Yeah. I was wondering. Yeah. And, and so I'll have to give it like a 9.1 because of his choices of black mm -hmm. and white as well with the storytelling and subjective from Killian Murphy's character to the black and white of Dr. Strauss's like you know, point of view, it was like the lived experience in color for Killian Murphy and everyone else's point of view of what was going on in the black and white, which is like was pretty Was that cool. because it was like supposed to be, there is no nuance, it's black and white, it's right or wrong, launching um, a bomb, not launching I, a bomb? I don't know. I, I just think it was a, a style choice that, I'll have to look more into it, but yeah, it was like when we are in, are in color, we're having it more so through Killian's, like, you know, Oppenheimer's experience point of view. Mm -hmm. And then when we go to the black and white, it's more like Strauss's and everyone else like watching in on the experience happening. That makes sense. And so it was just like a cool choice. Um, gosh, yeah, Christopher Nolan's a beast. I really, I really like that. Um, yeah, it was good. Um, there was a few moments where they were just completely out of focus. And I was like, oh, it's probably for the art. Oh, it was. But it's, yeah, I, it wasn't like clear enough. I was like, ah, oh, yes, because his judgment is blurry. And I'm like, or someone just kept well, it Well, that's Christopher Nolan for you is because you have to think through everything. Everything is so intentional from him. It's really cool. Cool. Um, Barbie. So for Barbie. So this was cool because like they created a new world. They did a lot of fun. There was no CGI in that. Yeah, kidding. Um, but like a plastic world that paid tribute to the original Barbie playhouses and all that stuff. And like really cool, really fun. Yeah, set and design so, was like great. Set design was great, and I think that spoke to the cinematography. I don't think anything was like absolutely amazing, but I'll give it like a seven out of ten. I would say cinematography, you know, probably six out of ten, but set design and costuming mm -hmm. was higher. I think that all kind of helped with it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I don't remember anything being out of focus. It was like <laughs> we always say that we're like, well, nothing was out of focus. So yeah, so they did pretty well. Must be but good. I, I think they're the storytelling of going across from you know barbie land to the real world or whatever and like the even just the camera direction choices to show the journey and which way they were moving like it was intentional i think greta gerwig did a good job with the direction greta, greta. but i have qualms with the script and you'll hear yeah. about that in the next episode yeah. mm. and so the last one's probably overall um yeah i'd say tell barbie. us how you feel baby I say Barbie is like uh, I want to watch it again just because I want to give it another chance. Yeah. Falling asleep wasn't, but it's not gonna be a, a like instant classic for me that I'm like oh I gotta watch this every year, and so I'll give it like a four point nine out of ten. Yeah, just kind of like mid. Yeah, I'm gonna say six point five out of ten. Um, similarly, and it's hard because that's my overall thought, but as a 
movie should people go watch it i would say yes because even though i don't think it's the most groundbreaking feminist or you know women forward film out there i think it got the conversation going and i'm seeing loads of stuff conversation that needs to be had with some people yeah i'm seeing loads (laughs) of people on social media be like well what does it mean and well i loved it or i hated it and i i at least like the dialogue right like it's kind of what people say about like the met gala fashion they're like you either want people to love your outfit or hate your outfit because at least they're talking mm-hmm. like that's the whole point and yeah. i think that's what's cool about both films is they got a lot of people talking about yeah. both things yeah um oppenheimer. oppenheimer i love christopher nolan's stuff people are saying it's his some fancy like latin word for his best of all time i don't think it was i still think like interstellar and some of those ones are up there some of his older stuff and so i'll give that one like a seven one yeah, I was thinking seven out of 10 too. Yeah, 7.1. And so again, I want to see him again and maybe like Christopher Nolan's, if I sit with it, I'm sure I can probably love it for other reasons that I didn't like it before. But um, yeah, both of them a little more mid than I wanted them to be. Yeah. As the kids say, mid. Mid. And so, yeah, I'd, I'd say like a five and a seven or it's pretty much where it's at. Yeah, um, but again, and I not because go of, see Oppenheimer, go see Barbie. Yeah, go, Talk go, to us. Go see both because of the conversation. <laughs> Put a comment. Do you totally agree? <laughs> Do you disagree? Obviously, yeah. you probably agree with every single word we've said. Yeah, I just no love qualms. the complexities that Oppenheimer gave about the human condition. And then I appreciate what Barbie was trying to say about patriarchy and women and all that. And I think those conversations need to be had totally on, on both sides. But I think they but both films could have handled things a little differently. And we'll talk about that in the next episode. Yeah. So, again, if you have not seen those movies, go watch them before you watch the next episode. And mm-hmm. we're going to dive into why we gave those scores, what we would do mm-hmm. differently. And, and I very may well yeah. change into sweatpants for this next episode. I think episode. I will too. This Barbie's yeah. going to wear sweatpants. That's and it And this for now. is J. Robert Oppenheimer. Push the detonator. <laughs> We've got to have a little explosion here in the edit. That just goes up. But. Right. Uh, welcome back to season two of Cinema Q. And we hope you enjoyed. And on to the next.